everybody, this is Ty, the DM and host of Side Character Quest. Before we get into the show proper, I just want to preface for any new listeners uh, that you definitely can listen to this with zero knowledge of the rest of the show, but this isn't going to be our usual format, so if it's not quite your thing, uh, maybe check out Leslie's Booking It Out of Here, or AMR Brings a Torch, or Larissa Finds Her Crew. Those episodes are our usual actual play style of show where we're doing a, a role-playing game, that type of thing. So, you know, better place to, to start and really get a feel for what SEQ is. For long-time listeners, I uh, hope you enjoy this prequel story, I, I guess. And uh, we'll be back with our next campaign in a couple weeks. Echoes, part one. Who am I going to be today? A child sits on the floor of her room, legs crossed. All of her clothes are spread out in front of her. There's a mud-stained pair of pants, some thick leather boots, a fine white shirt, a thick woolen skirt. She taps her index finger on the wooden floor three times, gesturing towards the pieces that are calling to her. And then her hand darts forward, grabbing the pants and a vibrantly indigo tunic. She smiles widely, her teeth flashing bright white in the low light of the room. I'm going to the lake! She snatches an oil lantern from a hook on the wall and rushes out the door before her father can stop her. She knows mom is out running the inn, so there won't be any interference on that front, assuming she takes the back alley along the wall of the cavern. The pale blue light of the street lamps is darker there, But she's gotten used to low lighting, and besides, by now she knows this town even better than she knew the farm. Her quick footsteps quietly pad down the alley, swallowed up by the echoing sounds of people on the other side of the buildings. She reaches the end, spots the mouth of the tunnel out of the main cavern and away from the town, and she darts for it. The tunnel is dark aside from her lantern. It was scary to her once, the way the hoofbeats would echo through the darkness, carried from riders sometimes miles away. When she first started exploring, she used to count the distance markers, stone crests in the shape of a boar, as she went to make sure she knew exactly how long it would take her to get back to town. But that was weeks ago. Now she counts them to know how close she's gotten to her favorite spot. One, two, three, six, ten. There. To the left, the tunnel branches off. The wet, cool air breezes over her, rustling her clothes as she moves forward. She dims and then extinguishes the warm light from the lantern as a cool one grows with each step. The stone is wet and there are patches of mud thanks to the small, still lake opposite her. Mushrooms grow on the walls and occasional insects skitter over them. A vein of crystal, luminous with magic, casts the cool blue light that fills this room. It is the same crystal that lights the town. A pile of mining equipment sits near the entrance, waiting to be picked up again. For now, though, this is her place, the miners having been routed to more fruitful and important work. She moves to the still water, her private swimming hole. The light of the radiant ore reflects off the surface, and she pauses for a breath just to take in its beauty. 
But what's that in the water? Part 2. Who am I going to be today? She sits in her room, legs crossed. All of her clothes are spread out in front of her. Pants, boots, shirt, skirt. She taps her index finger on the wooden floor three times, and then her hand darts forward, picking the pants in a vibrantly indigo tunic. Her teeth flash bright white as she smiles. I'm going to the lake. She grabs the lantern as she rushes out the door and down the back alley, making sure to avoid the inn. The buildings between her and Main Street shade her from the pale blue light of the crystal street lamps. Her quick footsteps quietly pad down the alley and out of town. The tunnel is dark, aside from her lantern. It's running lower on oil than she remembered, but that's okay. The tunnel was scary to her once, but that was weeks ago. One, two, three, six, ten. There. She arrives at the swimming hole, slipping a bit on the mud as she walks past the forgotten mining equipment. The luminous crystal, the same that lights the town, casts a blue glow over the stone, the mushrooms, and the still clean water. She pauses for a breath just to take in the beauty of the ore reflecting in the water. Her breath catches. Part 3 Who am I going to be today? She sits cross-legged. Her clothes are spread out. Pants, boots, shirt, skirt. She taps her index finger on the wooden floor three times, and then her hand darts to the pants in a vibrantly indigo tunic. She smiles, flashing her teeth. I'm going to the lake! She grabs the lantern and almost rushes out the door before realizing that the oil needs to be refilled. She does so quickly, before her father can object to her running off again. Her quick footsteps pad quietly down the back alley, shaded from the pale blue light of Main Street. The tunnel is dark, aside from her lantern. It was scary to her once, but that was week... months? One, two, three, six, ten. There. She arrives at the lake, entering alongside forgotten mining equipment. The luminous crystal, the same that lights Main Street, casts a blue glow over the still, clean water. She pauses for a moment to take in the beauty of the ore reflecting in the lake, and she sees something flash bright white. Her breath catches. Bone. A skull looks up at her from the waters of the cave. Part 4. Who am I going to be today? Sitting, cross legs. Tap, tap, tap. Muddy pants and vibrant tunic. Flash of white. I'm going to the lake. Lantern, door, alley. How long? One, two, three, six. There. Water. Light. No. Part 5. Who am I going to be today? There. To the left, the tunnel branches off. The wet, cool air breezes over her, rustling her clothes as she moves forward. The lantern ran out of oil, but a cool blue light grows with each step towards her private swimming hole. She slips a little in the mud as she sees someone already standing on the edge of the water. A stranger in a violet cloak kneels on the shore, filling their water skin with the chill, clean water. Hey! They don't react. Hey, this is my spot! No response. Are they from her town? She, she knows all the other children there, and none would travel this far out. 
but the next closest village is miles and miles away. I'm talking to you. She picks up a metal crowbar from the pile of mining equipment and bangs it on the ground as she walks towards the interloper. They finally glance back and then turn and stumble away, gripping the hilt of a knife sheathed at their side. This is my spot. Get out of here. The stranger is a young girl about her own age. They stare at her mouth as she shouts, and they raise one hand, keeping the other on their knife, gesturing towards their ears. What, 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 are, you, what, what are you doing? The stranger crouches down and writes something into the dirt. No, no, don't do that. I don't know how to read. Just talk. Oh! She touches the side of her own head. You can't hear? The stranger smiles uneasily and then nods slowly. Part 6 The two sit by the lake for a long while. Although the stranger occasionally slips into complicated, dexterous gestures that clearly hold some deeper meaning, they seem accustomed to making do with people ignorant to whatever language it is. They splash in the shallow water together, they chase the cave bugs crawling through the mud, the stranger shares some of their food, though they seem surprised when it's accepted. I need to go back to town, she says, pointing to the tunnel, swinging her arms to suggest walking. Will you be here tomorrow? The stranger nods. As she starts to leave, though, the stranger lightly grabs her threadbare tunic, with its hints of indigo dye visible to a careful eye. They pull off their own violet cloak and pass it to her, smiling. Oh, I, I couldn't. The stranger pushes their cloak into her hands and smiles. They nod. Thank you. I really have to get back. I'll see you tomorrow. Part 7 Who am I going to be today? A child sits on the floor of her room, legs crossed. All of her clothes are spread out in front of her. There's a mud-stained pair of pants. Tap. Some thick leather boots. Tap. A violet cloak. Tap. In her mind... A small, confused smile passes over her lips. Her teeth flash bright white, with no lips, no skin, nothing at all to hide them from the low light of the room. Thanks to the Joy Drops for the use of Not Drunk as our intro and outro music. Find them at thejoydrops.com. You can find us at sidecharacterquest.com, at SCQ Podcast on Twitter, or by email at sidecharacterquest at gmail.com. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. 